bit too rugged you and me oh shit Oh my god, you guys, I am so excited. From the south, I think I'm moving back to the valley. Fuck the valley. To the west side, eh? East side, hell yeah. Orderly. Very happy. Let's go, you guys. It's opening day. It's like another perfect opening day. I love LA. Woo! We love it. Ha ha. Oh man, you guys, what's going on? What's going on, you guys? Welcome to my blue thoughts. That's right. These are my blue thoughts, not yours. This is my Dodger podcast, and I'm gonna be honest, I fucking missed it, man. I, I you know, just as as, I, as I'm playing the music and and getting ready to just let this thing loose, man. I'm like, fuck, dude. I love doing this podcast. This is. As some of you may or may not know, I have like three different podcasts now. Technically four, but the other one's on a hiatus. I don't really know what's going on with that. And it's honestly, it's not really my podcast. I work for a company when I do it. So, you know, it's it's up to them. But I've got three podcasts and I don't love, there's nothing really I love much, much more than the Dodgers, you know? Uh, and I fucking love it. And I'm, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we got baseball again. It's it's just the best day, dude. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be really unfortunate that I can't go to opening day when they open the season in Los Angeles because Peter will be out in Minneapolis when the Dodgers play the Twins and then I'm performing there that whole weekend. And had there not been a lockout, I would have been at opening day because you know me. But fucking lockout, greedy owners. Yes, I say the owners. I do not blame the players in this one. Um, you know, the start of the season got pushed back a week, but doesn't really affect anything other than my ability to be there in person for Dodgers opening day. So with that being said, welcome you guys. Thanks for tuning in. It's 2022. Um, COVID is, I think, over. <laughs> I'm seeing on the news that there's some fucking bullshit new strain. I don't fucking care anymore, dude. You guys know me. I haven't cared in quite a while at this point. It's just fucking bullshit, man. Like, stadiums are open. You know, comedy clubs are open. Like, let's just go. We've all had it. We've all been vaccinated or maybe not vaccinated. But if we're not vaccinated, we either had it. And if we didn't have it, we're probably not going to get it at this point. So, let's just fucking go, man. It's It's exciting. Dodger baseball, man. The Dodgers head into the season as the favorites to win the World Series pretty much everywhere. Uh, number one in the power rankings. Yep, that's all exciting, man. Dave Roberts goes on the air 
in a live interview and says that he predicts the Dodgers will win the World Series, putting a target on their back as if they needed another target on their back. They've had a target on their back for the past five or six years, and it's still there. <laughs> Dave Roberts fucking said, yeah, man, $270 million payroll. Yeah, we expect to win this fucking thing. Someone's spending this money, and, you know, if you're a fan like me, which obviously you are because you're listening, we're spending some of that money. You know, don't think for a minute that those inflated ticket prices, you know, the Dodgers have the most expensive, they, they did like a thing on, I think it was LA Times or somewhere, um, that the Dodgers have the average, the highest average ticket price of any other major league franchise, which is, I mean... It used to be the Yankees, and I would think the Red Sox would be up there too, but nope, it's the Dodgers, man. And yeah, dude, prices have went up, man, a lot. <laughs> like, I'm looking at prices for certain games, and it's just like, I'm at the point now where I don't even go to Dodgers.com because usually the tickets there are more expensive, and if they're not, by the time you pay for ticket fees and handling fees and processing fees and fuck me in the asshole fees, you're just... You're 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 paying way more than if you just went on StubHub. So most of the time, I just go on StubHub, or you know maybe someone can hook me up. By the way, if you have any tickets for games that I'm in town for, uh, fucking send them over my way, dude. I'll take them. I'll say thank you on social media. I'll give you a shout out. I might even have you on the podcast. What? Um. Anyway, I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not in town nearly enough to warrant having season tickets, but. I would like I would like to have season tickets at some point. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Um, I'm just not there yet. I'm just I'm just gone too much and it's I don't want to have to deal with, you know, having to resell them and all those good things. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. I love it though, man. I'm just so excited. We've got Clayton Kershaw back, which you know, that one that one for me, it was like, yeah, dude, bring him back. Don't fucking, <laughs> don't, don't uh, handcuff yourself for the next five or six years like the Laker did with Kobe. You know, obviously, Kobe. If there's anybody you're gonna pay, it's fucking Kobe. And if there's anybody you're gonna pay, it's Clayton. But you know, we all, you know, just being realistic, Clayton today isn't Clayton of 20, you know, 12 or 2013 or 14 or 15 or 17. So. To give him, you know, something in the upwards of like 30, 40 million is just is just not doesn't make any sense. And the Dodgers have plenty of money to spend, but it's just not wise to spend it to spend that much on a guy that's kind of been hurt the last few years, not really been able to play a full season, and is on the decline of his career. He's still a great pitcher. On twenty seven or twenty eight teams, he would still be the number one starter. But luckily for the Dodgers. We don't need him to be the number one guy anymore. That's Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is the ace. We talked about it a couple years ago. I told you guys Walker Bueller was the ace. And now it's official. He's the opening day starter. Dave Roberts had a talk with Clayton. It's like, hey, man, Walker throws 100 miles an hour. And he's got a bigger dick, which he does. You ever seen Walker Bueller's dick? Not like the actual dick, but like when he like, he's got a big dick, dude. I fucking love it. And he cusses just as much as I do. I fucking love it. Uh, he's the opening day starter. He's going to be the number one starter. I would assume Julio Urias would be number two. I mean, obviously, the Dodgers got to kind of wait for Bauer and see what the fuck's going on with that. 
Um, but um, I don't want to get I'm going to be all over the place with this episode because there's just so many topics I want to get into. But, you know, we brought we brought back Clayton, which made me very happy. Guys that we did not bring back for various reasons because they signed with other teams or whatever the whatever the hell else, you know, Kenley Jansen. Good luck, man. You know, Kenley, to, to deny how great he was with the Dodgers for so long would just be silly. But to pretend that he was automatic when he went out there and that Dodger fans over the last few years saw Kenley going in and they were like, all right, Kenley's in. Like, you know, that's that's let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. That wasn't the case. When Kenley went out there, we were like... Like, he could either be the Kenley that dominates, or he could be the Kenley that fucking, you know, blows game two of the World Series in 2017. Or, you know, blows game uh, four in the World Series in, in in 2020. Like, it just... I mean, he didn't blow it, but, like, he didn't actually shut the door either. Like, he opened the door for C&I singles and a couple walks, and it's just... You know, so that, that's all it is, man. Like, I, I loved Kenley, you know... Prime Kenley was unhittable, you know, I just, you know, as many Dodger fans thought, you know, sometimes he just tried to be too cute, he fell in love with that cutter and tried to throw it too much, instead of just relying on his ability to just throw the ball by people, and maybe mix in a curveball or a slider every once in a while, like, you're not Mariano Rivera, you know, so don't try to be like Mariano Rivera, throw the ball by people. It still works. <laughs> if, you, if you could throw the ball high 90s, it still works. It's still very effective. And if you could throw the ball high 90s, even mid 90s with some movement, that shit's going to work too. So my point being is Kenley, you know, the Braves kind of gave him an ultimatum. And I don't think the Dodgers were going to give him that kind of money over a year. Maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know what the negotiations were between Kenley and the Dodgers. But I felt like the writing was kind of on the wall, you know, fans were booing him and, you know, it just, you know, so thank you, Kenley, for, our, you know, the 10 plus years that you gave the Dodgers organization. Best of luck in Atlanta. We'll see you in October and you better fucking believe the Dodgers are playing in October. Um, Joe Kelly, you know, same thing. Didn't have the best year last year. Kind of settled in during the playoffs, but, you know, kind of got hurt, wasn't available, you know, for a little bit. Uh, you know, very injury prone, you know, obviously an iconic Dodger moment that came out of him, you know, taunting Carlos Correa. That was kind of how he endeared himself to Dodger fans. We loved it. There's a mural, you know, I don't know if it's still there, but right off of Sunset behind Floyd's Barbershop. Like, thank you, Joe Kelly. You know, you you made us proud. You 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 were a fan favorite. And, you know, best of luck to you there. Corey Singer. Singer, Seeger, um, <laughs> good luck watching the playoffs in October, man. <laughs> what a what a fucking what a bonehead move on the part of Corey Seeger. I don't know what the Dodgers offered him either, and maybe we'll never find out. But it's obvious he took the money. Like one hundred percent. If you're on a World Series contender every year. And you decide, hey, I'm going to leave and go to the Texas Rangers. That says, I don't give a fuck about winning anymore. 
I got my ring. Now I'm getting my money. I'm taking care of my family. I'm taking care of their family. I'm taking, I, I've got generational wealth now. And there's nothing wrong with that, Corey. We love you. Um, you know, you and Maddie, I'm sure that's his wife, um, will be very happy. I know she probably won't be as happy, but, you know, you can get a lot more land in Texas. I get it. You can get a lot more for your buck. No state taxes. I get it. Uh, really disappointing me, though, because with as quiet and kind of laid back and out of the public eye as Corey Seager is, I thought L.A. was the perfect fit because he could be normal. And I guess he could be normal in Texas, too. No one fucking cares about the Rangers, so it's not like anybody's going to go. You know, He's not going to get stopped in a lot of places is all I'm saying. Maybe he does, but it's not like there's a diehard, rabid Texas Rangers fan base. You know what I mean? Like... I'm going to opening day for the Rangers on on Monday, um, part of the League of My Own tour, which kicks off this week here in Dallas. I'm in Dallas right now, you guys, and uh, the like opening day tickets are like they're not expensive, especially compared to Dodger games, but they're expensive for like Rangers games because I'm looking at like games the next day and it's like a tenth of the price, so it's like whatever. Point being, nobody gives a fuck about the Rangers you know if you're a Rangers fan hit me up because I don't think they exist but you know good for him man you know if you're gonna get 300 million dollars you know you gotta you gotta take the money man it is what it is so good luck Corey I you know you had some great moments with the Dodgers you know MVP caliber numbers especially in 2020 Uh, you know same thing though kind of got hurt a little bit here and there was never really able to put together a Full healthy season, but you know, arguably the best hitting, the best shortstop in the game. Maybe not defensively, but like hitting wise, he's right up there. You know, you know, you got the Trevor Stories and the Carlos Correa and the Fernando Tatis Jr., who's going to be out for like half a year. What a fucking disaster! Um, so yeah, dude, like Corey Seager got his money, and that's it. So best of luck, Corey Seager. Dodgers, you know, went out and signed, you know, a couple a couple players that you may have heard of. Um, Freddie Freeman. <laughs> what, dude? What? You're going to go and get Freddie Freeman. It's like one of those, like, uh, even worse than, like, Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. Because in Kevin Durant's case, uh, the Warriors ended up eliminating the Oklahoma City Thunder, and everyone's like, how are you going to go to the team that you guys almost beat? But in this case, Freddie Freeman beat the, helped the Braves beat the Dodgers, and it's like, oh, I brought you guys a ring. Oh, by the way, I'm good. I'm going to. I'm going home. And the Dodgers got Freddie Freeman on a, a lineup that was already fucking stacked. So we're looking at a lineup of Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, who's going to just basically take Corey Seager, Seager's slot in the lineup, uh, number three, you probably got Mookie uh, Trey Turner, who I fucking love in the three spot because he's a very good hitter and he's a five-tool player. So he's going to give you power, average, and speed in that third spot. You know, then you got Muncie, and then you've got fucking you know Will Smith, Belly, Justin Turner, who's going to be batting sixth or seventh in this fucking lineup, and then oh by the way, Chris Turner, Chris Turner, Chris Taylor. And then whoever else they decide to put at DH, whether it's, you know, Edwin Rios, whether it's fucking uh, Alberto, or is it Alonzo? What's his name? Hanser Alberto. Alberto. You know, he could be the DH. 
you <laughs> I mean the Dodgers have so many weapons. You know, you can give somebody a day off, you know, and put them in the lineup as a hitter, but let them just not have to worry about playing defense. I mean, the Dodgers just have so many so many options there. Obviously, yeah, they traded away they traded away AJ Pollock and everybody's very upset about that. You know, I'm not mad. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a great guy. I know he's a clubhouse guy. You know, everyone wants to talk about how great he was in the clubhouse, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure, man. But he wasn't a Dodger. You know, like, I mean, he was. He helped the Dodgers win the World Series. And, you know, but look at his playoff numbers. They were not very good. He was non-existent in the playoffs in 2020. And it's just like... He's a one-dimensional player. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on A.J. Pollock, dude. He might go, you know, he might be an all-star in Chicago. Who knows? You know, he'll fit right in there. Um, they're a good team, too. He's still going to be competitive. We might see him in October. Who knows? But, you know, it just, you know, when they signed him that as a free agent a few years ago, I was just like, Ugh. I mean, that was also the, the, the offseason where Bryce Harper was out on the market, you know. And Machado, and you're just like, okay, come on, Dodgers, get one of these guys. And then they go and get AJ Pollock, and you're like, really, dude? But you know, it's a team-friendly contract. You know, 15, 16 mil a year for four years. You know, it was what it was. But the Dodgers addressed the need. They took, you know, they had plenty of depth offensively, so they weren't really losing anything by removing him. It gives Chris Taylor more opportunity to play. It gives Gavin Lux more opportunity to play, you know, like, you know, even Austin Barnes, maybe, who knows, man, like, there's just so many offensive options for the Dodgers, the lineup is so fucking deep, starting pitching, not as deep, you know, and that's okay, I think, because as we've learned over the last few years, um, the Dodgers aren't necessarily a huge um, starting, like, you know, the game has evolved to where we're starting to use, um, you know, bullpen games a little bit more. And the Dodgers are going to have a, an endless supply of arms coming up and down through the minor leagues and, you know, addressing their bullpen needs that way. So, you know, obviously they still have to wait on what's going on with Trevor Bauer. I have to think that it's one of two things. Either. The Dodgers know that Trevor Bauer is going to be in, reinstated, you know, within the next few weeks, and they're going to slot him into the rotation probably by the end of the month. You know, maybe that's just a hunch. That's hunch number one. Hunch number two is that the Dodgers know what they have in the pipeline with guys like Bobby Miller and Ryan Pepio. And they know that those guys are going to be able to fucking set up, to, to, to step up. And then Justin May, you know, is a couple months away. You know, Gonsolin, you know, in the sample size, you know, Joe Davis was reading this off the other day during the game. You know, in 35 career starts, or just, yeah, in, in 35 career starts, are you ready for this? 35 starts is basically what you would have over uh you know a season you're gonna get 30 35 starts over the course of major league season um tony gonsolin is that these may not be all starts necessarily but mostly starts 
Um, Tony Gonsolin is 10 and 5 win loss with a 2.85 ERA, 142 innings pitched, and 148 strikeouts. And guys, those kind of numbers over the course of a season, he's going to get fucking paid. Like, those are big name free agent. An ERA under two over the course of a season or under three, that's fucking great. More strikeouts than innings pitch, that's fucking great. I know he sometimes it seems like he's inconsistent. You know, I feel like they kind of have left uh, the kitty gloves on with him, so to speak. Uh, like I said, the Dodgers are very, very quick to utilize bullpens, you know, very early in games. They, they don't shy away from it anymore. Um, I think, I don't know if it passed or not, but I think part of the new collective bargaining agreement was that they were going to eliminate, uh, like, the opener somehow. Like, I think the starting pitcher has to go a certain amount. I don't remember. I don't know if they passed it or not, but I know they were trying to. But point being is, you know, for all people want to say about the Dodgers not having starting rotation depth, I mean, they still got a, a Cy Young, a former Cy Young winner in David Price that's sitting on the bench over there. You know, like they have things that they can do. Um, but like I said, I still think that they're, they might know something on Bauer. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I can tell you now, if you guys were watching the spring training game, um, this is a guy that I've been keeping my eye on. Fucking Bobby Miller throwing fucking triple digits with a fucking slider and a curveball fucking sinking. Like, he's fucking nasty. And Ryan Pepio is just about as nasty. Like, they're going to be set. Like, you know, the future rotation of Bueller, Urias, Dustin May, Pepio, and Miller. Like, this is going to be arguably one of the... No the best rotation in baseball in like two or three years. Obviously they're going to have to, you know, give Bauer some more money and do something, you know, to re-sign Urias. But with those other guys, they don't got to spend a lot of money on May and Pepio and Miller because those guys are fucking in it. And I don't think those are going to be guys that get traded away, you know, at the deadline, you know, to get a free agent. Because the Dodgers, last time I checked, uh, were ranked with the number one minor league system in all of Major League Baseball, and you're just like, wait a minute, what? How do the Dodgers have a, a payroll of $270 million and still have the number one minor league system in Major League? I mean, it's it's just, it's an embarrassment of riches is what it is. This is probably one of the greatest times to be a Dodger fan. You know, it's it's opening day, you know, you know it's, it's the old... It's the old adage where, you know, everybody's in contention on opening day. Everyone thinks they can win the World Series when, let's be honest, not everyone thinks they can win the World Series. The Diamondbacks aren't waking up being like, hey, we can win the World Series. The Rockies aren't waking up and being like, hey, we can win the World Series. <laughs> the Tigers, like, I mean, I could keep going on and on. Yeah, there's a handful of teams that have a, a shot, but, you know, um, but, I mean, this we're just so spoiled in that. Our team is in contention to contend, not like in consideration, but like legit challenge the Dodgers if you want to win the World Series. Like just again, you know, since 2016, the road to the World Series, you know, we talked about it and unfortunately it happened again, but the road to the World Series goes through L.A. 2016, right? 
2016, the Cubs beat the Dodgers. They win the World Series, right? 2017, the Astros cheat the Dodgers. Notice I didn't say beat. They win the World Series. I'm, I'm going to go on and on. 2018, maybe the Red Sox cheat, but they go through the Dodgers. They win the World Series. 2019, Washington Nationals go through the Dodgers. They win the World Series. 2020, well, we all know what happened. I was fucking there, okay? 2021, Braves, they go through the Dodgers. They win the World Series. So if you want to win the World Series, you've got to go through the Dodgers, and people think the Dodgers are going to be the team this year. I do too. But is it just what a great time to be a Dodger fan. You know, since since 2013, they've been in the playoffs. They finally got their National League West streak broken on a fucking fluke of wins by the Yan- by the Yankees, by the Giants last year. Like, you know, it, it was what it was. Giants ain't going to be nearly the same this year as they were last year even though they got guys like jock they lost a couple guys so you know we're gonna fucking make it happen you guys i'm so excited i'm gonna get into some more stuff uh you know i'm gonna break a couple things down right here starting with so we're gonna look at the opening day roster okay um, 28 position players are going to be on the team this year. A little bit different than previous years where it's a 25-man roster because of the shortened spring training. And I guess some COVID too and stuff. They're going to let teams uh, start the season with 28, ros- uh, 28 men on the roster. Can I say men? <laughs> Can, do I have to say? Can I, do I have to say persons? Because we're so fucking politically correct. Um, and I don't know the exact date that the rosters will drop back down to um, twenty six. Actually, I'm so embarrassed that I don't know what. Because because of COVID, they added that extra player, but I don't know what it is now. But I know that it's going to drop back down. But anyway. Um, Let's take a listen to what we got going on. For the first of all, they're starting the season with 16 pitchers, which is a combination of two things. I think number one, um, shortened spring training, so a lot of guys, starters especially, um, are not built up to pitch deep into games, so they're going to need to use the bullpen a lot. And number two, I would bet my life that also playing into the equation is the fact that they're playing in course field this weekend. So, anyway, let's let's start with the rotation. How about that? Obviously, like we talked about Walker Bueller right at the top of that well-deserved Walker, you're a Cy Young candidate. Was probably the leader for the Cy Young last year until he kind of you know, hit a couple, you know, bumps in the road towards the end of the season, but Walker Bueller, number two, I'm assuming it's Julio Urias. Um, again, 20-game winner, only 20-game winner in Major League Baseball last year. Cy Young candidate, he was my pick for Cy Young last year, and he got some votes, so you're welcome. Obviously, future Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw. You know, I also... I, I don't like this future Hall of Famer thing. Like, why 
do we have to wait five years after they've retired to induct them to the Hall of Fame? Like, wouldn't it be baller and, like, more fan-friendly to be like, hey, um, you're a fucking Hall of Famer now. We're going to vote you in now. Wouldn't that be cool? Because then you could just walk around and be like, yeah, I'm a Hall of Famer. Like, everyone, you know, it's like, you know, there's Derek Jeter. There's so-and-so. First ballot Hall of Famer, right? What if he's just like, and starting pitcher for your Los Angeles Dodgers, Hall of Fame pitcher Clayton Kershaw. Like, just fucking let him in. If he's one of the greats, just fucking why do they got to wait? That's all I'm saying. And then number four... I believe has been announced. I don't know if there's any truth to this because, you know, we all know the Dodgers have uh, a rotating mixture of arms and how to use them and all that stuff. But Andrew Haney is supposed to be the number four starter. And then Tony Gonsolin is supposed to slot into the five slot. Um, and then you got swing men, uh, Tyler Anderson and David Price, who's on the roster and then you got you know your Mitch Whites who's also going to eat up some innings and then you got you know guys like Evan Phillips who was really good last year you know solid Justin Brule same thing um Garrett Clevenger good lefty um and then you have then you start getting into like your legit bullpen guys Alex Bessia who came out of nowhere last year and fucking kind of became a fan favorite like you know you we would love to see him get pumped out there, you know, on the mound after doing something good, dude. If there's one thing Dodger fans love, or baseball fans in general, it's when guys show emotion on the field. Why do you think, you know, people still love Puig? <laughs> if you look on, the, like, the Dodger fans, like, there's still people being like, why don't the Dodgers just sign Puig? <laughs> You're like, dude... Fucking 29 other teams also didn't want him. That dude's playing in fucking Korea. Okay? <laughs> if... I don't know why. I mean... I, I really don't. There's got to be something that we don't know. But there's a reason that 30 teams didn't want him. I don't know what it is. But... Okay. So anyway. Point being... Alec Bessie got pumped. We got pumped with him. Um... You got, like I said, Tyler Anderson, who's going to eat up innings. I already said him. But you got your uh, Daniel Hudson, who's going to come in for an inning-ish and just throw fucking gas. You've got your Brewstar Gratterall, who has the highest average of uh, mile per hour. Like, he averaged the fastest pitches last year. I'm not saying he recorded the fastest pitches. I'm saying if you take the average of all of his pitches, he had the highest, okay? The most pitches above 100 miles an hour last year as well. Um, if he can just be consistent with throwing strikes, the, the Dodgers basically, at this point now, six-inning game. That's it, six-inning game. Because after six innings, you bring in Gratterall, you bring in Trinan, like I haven't said his name, but there we go. You bring in Trinan. And then you bring in fucking Kimbrel, who the Dodgers went out and got. And, yeah, did he have a great year last year? Mm. It was an up-and-down year. Great when he was at the Cubs, who were shitty. And then, you know, average, slightly below average uh, with the with the White Sox. But, you know, 
the Dodgers, if there's one thing that they're fucking great at, it's taking a pitcher who, you know, maybe he's coming off of an injury or maybe he's, you know, had some trouble for whatever reason. And they look at the analytics, they get all the fucking nerds in the front office, and then they say, hey, do this. And next thing you know, we've got fucking, you know, Corey Knable, or fucking, you know, Jose Lima. What fuck, why did I say Jose? <laughs> Jose Lima. But, you know, Rich Hill, or just something like that. They, they are notorious at that, you know? So, I, I, I gotta imagine that they know what they're doing. You know, they got Danny Duffy coming back at some point. You know, he obviously signed last year, or they got him last year, and then he didn't get to pitch. So, and it was kind of a waste, but they brought him back, and, you know, he could be an X Factor. Like I said, you have Dustin May coming back pretty soon, probably before the All-Star break, even though the All-Star break was kind of the date they gave. Um... He thought he was going to be ready by April, so we will see. But, you know, like and like I talked about, the, the young guys, Bobby Miller, Ryan Papio, like those guys are going to come up, and the Dodgers are going to have more pitching than they think. I think it's going to be a little shaky at the beginning of the season, but that's why you have 16 guys in the bullpen. And then the rest of the roster shapes out. Hanser Alberto, like I said, um, great utility guy. It's going to make, now he's maybe not, I haven't seen him all that much, but he's probably not the character of a Kike Hernandez, but definitely, like, it's going to make people forget about Kike Hernandez because, first of all, I already forgot about that fucking bitch, but everybody else that's like, oh, we miss Kike, you see what he did in the playoffs? Who fucking cares, dude? Kike's a fucking bitch, okay? Um, but he's good. He's very versatile. Austin Barnes, obviously. Cody, Mookie, Freddie Freeman, Gavin Lux, Max Muncy, Edwin Rios, who's going to be another X-Factor, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, Trey Turner. All-stars up and down the fucking lineup. MVPs (laughs) up and down the lineup, dude. Dodgers have three guys in the lineup that are former MVPs. It's fucking insane. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm going to make some predictions like I did last year. Um, Dodgers won more games than I had predicted last year. So, you're welcome. Um, I said 105. They won 106. What? Um, Sorry, I don't know everything. You know, I predicted that Julio Urias and Trevor Bauer would be Cy Young candidates. And, obviously, Trevor Bauer likes to punch people in the pussy, so... (laughs) He didn't get a chance to fulfill that prophecy, but Arias is up there. Um, I think the Dodgers have a shitload of MVP candidates on their roster. Um, But I really think that Mookie... Mookie is going to have a bounce back here. He had... He was very solid last year, but underperformed to his standards... And so I think he's coming back, and he's going to be a fucking force, dude. So my prediction, Mookie Betts will get MVP votes. I don't need to say he's going to win the MVP, but he's going to get MVP votes. Walker Bueller wins the Cy Young, hands down. He's the ace. He knows it. He owns it. He's the ace. The Dodgers, 
win 106 games again. Yep. And they have the best record in baseball. Um, they didn't have it last year, obviously. And they'll get that first round by in the playoffs, which is going to be huge this year. And in October, we're all going to be fucking getting together for the parade that we never got in 2020, man. Um, I'm so excited, you guys, uh, kicking off this League of My Own tour. Uh, yeah, you're going to see. Uh, I'm going to include the... Uh, I was... In my mind, I was going to start another podcast, like an additional podcast specifically for the tour. And then I was like, you know what, man? I already got two podcasts, you know, three podcasts. I'm just going to add this. So, along with the Dodger updates and talk and whatnot every week, you guys are now going to get a second episode, uh, League of of My Own, Um, My Blue Thoughts. League of My Own Edition, where we will uh, talk to different people in different cities about different things. That's all I can say about that. So uh, look for that next week. That will drop on Tuesday. Um, And in the meantime, uh, you'll get another episode of this on Monday, I think. Uh, You might, that one might not come until Tuesday anyway. So maybe it depends because I have a long road trip. Um, and stuff, so if you don't get this new episode on Monday, then you'll get it on Tuesday, and if that's the case, then you'll get the second part of uh, the interview that I'm going to do in Dallas, um, probably on Thursday, so look for two episodes of My Blue Thoughts next week. Um, if you're anywhere near Minneapolis for some reason, if you're a Dodger fan and you're going to Minneapolis to watch the Dodgers in Minneapolis, I will be there on Wednesday, April 13th through April 17th. And if you're listening to this and for some reason you're in the Dallas area, I'm at a Hyenas Comedy Club. When you guys hear this, it's Friday. Um, you guys are here. I'll be there tonight, Friday, April 8th. And Saturday, April 9th. So, Hyenas Comedy Club, Friday and Saturday, April 8th and 9th. And then, House of Comedy in Minneapolis, April 13th through 16th. It's Wednesday through Saturday, next weekend. Um, Dodgers are going to win the fucking World Series, dude. Let's go.